Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. David had wanted to build that temple, but God said, No, your hands are too bloody with war and fighting. And so I have appointed your son to do that on your behalf. When Solomon built that temple, it was a glorious piece of land. It was a, a wonderful structure. It was a place that everybody was drawn to with the awe and the beauty and the mystery that surrounded the place where God was. In that Holy of Holies, God would visit every year with the high priest who would come and pour the blood of the sacrifice on the Ark of the Covenant. And it was there that the people could look to that building and say, there is God. It was a human or a, a physical representation of the presence of God among the people. God said, therefore I've chosen this place to put my name there. And he made a promise. He said in the future, when I bring a plague on the land, when things, when a famine comes, when it doesn't rain. In other words, God says, when I bring punishment to the land because of the disobedience of people, if you pray toward this place, I will listen. God promised that through prayer to the place where God is, that he will respond to his people. We don't have a physical representation of the presence of God except in the human bodies that God has given us for through his spirit he dwells within us. Therefore, in reality, we carry God with us everywhere we go. Therefore, is it not, there, is it not the right thing to think that since we carry God with us, this is his place and prayer should come very naturally? Our theme today is prayer. And as I said earlier, the elders have asked that we have a time of prayer. And, and tonight we are therefore going to have an online prayer time, also with scripture reading, that we might remember and think about the things of great importance to us right now. I want us then to think for a few minutes about prayer as we discuss scripture this morning but as we prepare for a prayer session tonight. As God had told Solomon that he would listen when people prayed toward that place, we can learn the principle. Of course, we don't pray toward a physical place today, but the principle of that is still there. When I pray toward God, when I am focused upon God, then God will listen. So for a moment, what is prayer? If God promised to listen in prayer, then what is prayer? Well, sometimes I like to begin with things that it is not in order to describe 
what it is. And so let me think about this. Prayer is not a rehearsed and formal wording of memory that we just lay out there, even though prayer must be learned. In Luke chapter 11, the disciples of Jesus came to him and he said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Prayer, then, is a learned activity. It is something we certainly must learn to do. John, the baptizer, taught his disciples. And so the disciples of Jesus thought, well, you should teach us as well. And he did on many occasions pray, thereby teaching them. And so prayer is not something that we, by memory, just word and say the same words over and over and over. But we do learn how to pray. Number two, it's not a magic potion that we can just throw into the situation at any moment. Even though prayer does call the Father into action. John said in 1 John 3 and in verse 22. We know that we have the things we ask of Him because we keep His commandments and do the things that please Him. In 1 John 5 in verse 14, we know that He hears us if we do His will. The idea is that while prayer is not just this magic potion that heals and immediately affects a situation, it is that which calls God into action on our behalf. Number three, it's not a rescue life preserver, even though God has promised to listen to His people. In 1 Peter, Peter makes the statement <clears throat> that God's eyes are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. We might use prayer as a life preserver. I'm in trouble, therefore I'm going to pray. And yes, God hears the prayers of his saints, his people, and I think he responds to them in a way that is so different from the prayers that everybody else offers. He wants to help his children, but he doesn't want us always to use prayer just as a life preserver when I'm in trouble. So what is prayer? Well, let me suggest that prayer simply is an intentional communication with the Father. It's an intentional communication with the Father. That is, it is my choice and my desire to talk to Him, and therefore I plan to do so. It has a plan connected to it. But it also has an immediacy connected to it because at times it's just 
something that we have the need to do. So it's both planned and it is immediate, but it is communicating with God. That's what prayer is. It is my opportunity, our opportunity, to talk to the creator of heaven and earth. If it is an intentional discussion, an intentional communication, then I think God wants us to intend to pray. But the title of the lesson this morning is this, If I Don't Pray. It is then asking the question, well, what if I don't pray? What if I don't intend to and don't follow through with prayer? What then? Let me suggest to you that if I don't pray, it releases a cancer into my spiritual life. Cancer is a dreaded disease. It's a dreaded disease that affects so many people, whether directly or indirectly through someone we know and love. Cancer is pervasive. It is everywhere. And we do all we can and we're scared to death of it. And we try to prepare ourselves for it. We even have cancer policies that we buy because the treatments can be so long and so expensive. But if I don't pray, I'm releasing a cancer into my spiritual life. Here is how. Communication is the number one problem in relationships. In other words, when relationships are in trouble, communication is almost always a part of that problem. You think about husband and wife, you think about parents and children, you think about your friends. And when you think about the times that you have had trouble, how much of it goes back to a failure to communicate or a failure to communicate well? A lot of times that is the case. And a lack of communicating Choosing not to talk, choosing not to interact with each other by talking is a cancer that will eat away at that relationship. Why then would it not eat away at my relationship with my father? None of us denies that he's there. We all accept that he exists. We worship him because we know that he does. And we respect the fact that he wants us to. But if I ignore him and I do not speak with him, won't that eat away at the relationship I have with him? Just like the relationships we have in this world that are destroyed through a lack of communication, a failure to speak with God will affect that relationship as well. Now, it may not 
be an effect that I feel immediately. In other words, if I don't pray today, then I will feel immediately the relationship is missing. But I am saying this, that if we spend a great deal of time over days and weeks and months and certainly years, not communicating with God, not speaking with Him, we will feel the effect eventually. We'll begin to see that that relationship is just not as strong as he would want it to be and probably not as strong as I or you would want it to be. Think with me then about if I don't pray, how does this cancer eat away at the spiritual relationship between me and my father? First of all, there's an interesting statement in my mind that Jesus gave his disciples on the night that he was in prayer right before being arrested tried and crucified. You know that he was in great agony. You know that he was in great pain. He did not want to go through it. And he prayed that gut-wrenching prayer, if it is possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. You recall that three times he returned to find the disciples whom he had taken with him Partially, I think, for the purpose of teaching them to pray. They had asked for it, and he had taken them in different times to do that. Here is another one. But all three times he found them asleep when he returned. Listen to these words in verse 41. Could you not watch with me for one hour? The flesh indeed is weak, but the spirit is willing. Not watching with him in prayer made them weak. Could we deduce, deduce from that the idea that Jesus is saying, by being in prayer, he was finding strength with his relationship with the Father to handle what was about to go into his life. And he was telling them, you're weakened in the flesh because you've not chosen to be with me in prayer. How does this cancer eat away at my spiritual life? I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 6. We look at this statement of Jesus, this prayer of Jesus in Matthew 6. Right here in the middle of this great Sermon on the Mount, and, and he quotes, he makes a, a model prayer, we could call it. In fact, some topics that Mark in your Bibles, mine has it in this paragraph, the model prayer. Well, what's it modeling? Is he, is he saying, memorize this prayer and state it? Some people do. Nothing wrong with memorizing the prayer. You probably at least know most of it. 
nothing wrong with that. But is that the point? Is it the point to say, memorize this prayer? No, it's not. Then what is he doing? Well, let me suggest that we put it in the context of what we are discussing. That if I don't pray, I'm releasing a cancer into my spiritual life. Notice how this prayer deals with that concept. Jesus said, in this manner, therefore pray. Again, not the manner of modeling and memorizing, but rather the manner of the intention of this prayer. If I don't pray, he's told them here to pray. But if I don't pray, what will, if I don't pray, what will happen? There will, this cancer will eat away. Notice how so. Number one, it will eat away at my mind through deception. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I was taught and you were taught that God is real. We know what it means to say, yes, I believe in God. But if I'm not talking to him on a regular basis, and by the way, letting him talk to me through the word that he has given, then I can be deceived into thinking that either he doesn't exist or that it's not as powerful, not as real, not as sure that he exists, and I can be pulled away from the real God whom he is. Jesus said, in prayer we acknowledge that God is real, that he is to be praised, and in doing that I am holding down that cancer of deception that the devil wants to use in my life. Remember Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, by knowing God and his son and his spirit, I can do the things I need to do. In Ephesians 6, he talks about the armor that we should have on us. And prayer was a part of that armor to protect us. The devil wants to deceive us into thinking that God is not really who he says he is. Prayer says, yes, he is. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If I don't pray, cancer will eat away my mind or my heart through selfishness. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Prayer says, I am relying upon God. Prayer continually makes me aware that this is not all about me. It's not about what I get out of this life. It's not about what I can find. It's about what I can do through God. If I don't pray, selfishness can build up and like a cancer begin to eat away at my heart. Give us this day our daily bread. If I don't pray, 
the cancer will eat away at my hands through materialism. Give us this day our daily bread. What is he wanting us to be concerned about, really? He's wanting us to be concerned in this life about the things that we need, not about all of the extras and all of the things that the world is constantly saying. Ah, you can have this. You can take control of this. Materialism is saying I'm buying into the world. I want everything the world has to offer and I want to bring it to me and I want to have this and I possess this and own this. Prayer in humility, concentrating just on food for today helps keep me from being materialistic. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. If I don't pray after the way Jesus taught us to pray, that cancer will eat away at my eyes through spiritual blindness. In prayer, I need to acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I need his help. And in prayer, I ask God to forgive me so that I also then can turn and forgive others and not be so blinded either that I don't have sin or be blinded that I don't need to be involved in helping those others who are in sin and help them to be forgiven and certainly for me to offer forgiveness. Prayer can help me to avoid spiritual blindness. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. If I don't pray, that cancer will eat away at my feet through worldliness. Worldliness means I want to participate in what the world is doing. I want to be involved in that and that and that. And I want to be known and appreciated and esteemed. And I look at the approval of men and women and say, that's how I want to find my worth. And worldliness says, I'm more concerned about my involvement in the world and if I am praying to God through this model prayer with the attitude that says, Lord, keep me away from temptation. Help me not to want to be in the world in that way. It will help keep that cancer from eating away at my life. So what is prayer? Prayer is a preventative for spiritual cancer. When I am communicating with God in the way that Jesus teaches, I'm not just reciting these words. I am using the sentiments and the ideas to keep spiritual cancer from eating away at my life. Finally, if I don't pray, 
if I don't pray? Well, if I don't pray, I guess I could just try to fix everything myself. Just forget about God and I'll just do what I want to do. In my own way, I'll try to get things done. If I don't pray, I guess I will just talk about the things that need to be fixed and, and the things that are bad and, and things even that are good. And, and I'll give allegiance to God and, and, and state words that, yes, I believe in God. But all it will be is just words. If I don't pray, I guess I'll just talk about it. If I don't pray... I guess I'll just deny that there's any really anything worth praying about. There's nothing so bad that I need to pray and nothing so good that makes me want to pray. I guess I'll just deny. If I don't pray, I guess I'll just ignore my spiritual life. I've found it to be true in mine that I can measure my spiritual life intensity by my prayer life. I've made a commitment and a decision to do better. Today is the launching pad for me. I hope it will be for you because if I don't pray, then the cancer that will eat away at the relationship I have with my Father can damn my soul to eternity. If I don't pray, I'm alone. It's all on me. And I can't do it. Neither can you. Today I hope that you will think about the power of prayer, the value of prayer. I hope that you will join us tonight when we as God's people unite together in prayer for the things that we really need to pray about in this world today. Right now. There are people who are praying for some people right now who are not children of God. They've not decided to obey Jesus and put on their Lord in baptism. Somebody is praying for you. I hope that you will let those prayers sink into your mind and decide that you're ready to obey the Lord. Maybe you're ready to get your life straightened out. Somebody's praying for you. Today, if we can pray for you, if we can be involved with you, please contact us and let us pray on your behalf or help you begin your life with the Lord. May God bless this country. May God bless this church. May God bless each and every one of us as we serve him. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ.
We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.